Whether you know it or not, there's a good chance your next HVAC system will take advantage of AI technology. On this episode of Dev Talk with Rich and Vin, we'll explain how and why that's the case. Good afternoon. Welcome to Dev Talk with Rich and Vin. I'm Rich Nass, Executive Vice President with Open Systems Media. And the guy that you can't see, actually, I can't see too well either, is Vin D'Agostino. He is a guy who's developed everything that I can think of, and he knows the answers to most of the questions that I ask. How are you doing today, Vin? Great. How are you, Rich? I am doing fine. Uh, it is a lovely day here in Florida, a little on the warm side, but other than that, it is beautiful out, which actually is a really not so good segue, but I'm going to use it anyway, into uh, the topic I want to talk about here. Um, we're in the summer season. It's hot here in Florida. And um, the HVA systems in homes, but more importantly, in commercial buildings, do not work as efficiently as they could or as they should. And there's a fair amount of waste. Agree? Disagree? Uh, what's your opinion, Ben? No, I do agree. And and even though there's been a lot of advancement in that field, we're still not there yet. And that's why, you know, people are adding sensors all the time to try to figure out efficiencies and things that have happened like air not flowing properly or refrigerant levels or whatever to try to keep them running at the top of, of their game. And it's funny, we should be recording this today because I, I, you know, I teach a class and I just talked about how to take sensor information and do averaging and use DSP libraries from the Simpsys library and, and to really analyze some of this stuff. But, you know, in all of these cases, we're analyzing signals from sensors that are there. And some of them are cheap, but some of them are pretty expensive. Is, are we running the risk of saying, hey, we have to implement this technology because it's there? And not necessarily using it because it's the right way to go, but hey, AI is, is everything now. Let's use AI to do this. When is it necessarily the best way to approach this problem? And you can't see me, but air quotes around the word problem. Well, you know, I think th there's two kinds of data. There's the kind of data that you can see, and those are sensors that you buy and put places. And then there's the kind of data that you can infer from other information. And that's where the AI plugs in. You know, if you are if you have a sensor and you need to make a decision because the sensor is above or below a certain point, you don't need AI for that. We've been doing that in, in analog hardware and then in software for years. But if you've got a sensor that's maybe 300 bucks to put on a system, and if you looked at three $2 sensors, you might be able to infer something. Okay, I know I said in the beginning that you know the answer to everything, but I think I know a guy who actually knows more about this than you do, and that is... Nolan Balin, and he is the business development director at Renaissance. And I'd like to pose these same questions to him. Hello, Nolan. How you doing? Hey, not too bad. How are you guys doing? Uh, I won't speak for Vin, but I'm doing great. I'm doing uh, great too. Good to see you, Nolan. Yeah, likewise. So I assume you heard the discussion that we're having. Um, are are we headed in the right direction? Or should we be using these sensors and processors and AI technology and machine learning and the cloud and all this other stuff? to control the HVA systems in our commercial buildings and in our in our homes, or is it overkill? No, I think we are headed in the right direction. I think there's an opportunity for what we can say is uh, an automated expert system, right? So for example, uh, some of you might have uh, listened to that car uh, talk show on the radio, Car Talk, by a couple of mechanics, where people send in their uh, sort of audio recordings of 
what's happening with the cars and the engines and such. And then the mechanics actually diagnose that in real time based on the specifics of the acoustics and the sound. Turns out now with the right type of microphones and machine learning, you could basically create the same expertise through a machine. Uh, a machine can learn to recognize and diagnose its own issues. And we now have an opportunity to bring this into basically the HVAC realm, right? So there's also a modernization trend happening in the HVAC industry, uh, right? Uh, regulatory standards, uh, making more sustainable HVAC systems. Then there's sort of an opportunity for increased uh, automation from a sales and servicing uh, perspective as well, uh, right? Where, whether it's an aftermarket uh, product or a service that you want to bring in, or you want to have the uh, HVAC manufacturer in real time call up the service personnel and say, hey, bring in this specific OEM part. Uh, we see a specific issue that the machine has already figured out that it's that that's going to be a problem with. And we know what that issue is and bring in the specific OEM part directly to the customer uh, makes things much more efficient there. So two things I want to say. First, to, to dumb this down to make sure that I understand it. What you what you talked about in the beginning is is where the system is working properly. We would record what it sounds like, and right. that's our baseline. So then, when it doesn't sound like that, then we know that there's a problem. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Yeah. So basically, we are looking at signal information, whether it's sound or oftentimes with machines, it's a combination of sound, vibration, temperature, these aspects or signals, and uh, the change in these signals. AI is able to pick up specific features that allow us to recognize a unique signature in these signals specifically, right? Uh, in the past, you'd have specific service technicians or personnel be able to do these expert trained folks uh, with specific equipment, but turns out there's an opportunity with sensors when we have that data and we train on the data, we can actually make a machine recognize specific issues on its own based on the changes in the data. Yeah, you know, and I think he he brings up a Nolan brings up a really good point, Rich, because the technology, if you use it properly, isn't just helping the machine uh, identify when things are going wrong, but because it can more uniquely identify the cause, it can do it can add value to the IoT part, right? The IoT part doesn't do any good for the AI if you're running the AI locally. Yeah. But the AI can enhance the value of the connectivity from a IoT. Because it can say, hey, I know what this is. When you send your technician out, send them out with this part. And instead of two service calls, it's one service call. And in the same day, the unit is up. It costs less. It's running better. And the environment you're creating with the HVAC stays constant, which means you're not sending people home or whatever else. So there's a real business case for doing this well. Yeah. And okay, so now we're running into the same problem that I've spotted in the automotive space. Mm -hmm. You got a guy who's knows how to use a ratchet wrench really good, but he doesn't know anything about a microprocessor. So you're bringing these two worlds together. Who who do you or who's notified? Who's called? The two different guys have to come out. Your software developer and your guy who knows how to use pliers. I would say no, but I'll let Nalan answer that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think there's a different range of applications that can be enabled, right? There could be, and some of this is dependent on the specifics of what the HVAC manufacturer or the building management company wants to accomplish, right? For example, so let's say you're looking at uh, lower end HVAC systems. In that case, maybe we're just 
sending a message out and lighting an LED saying, hey, there might be something wrong and have the consumer decide what they want to do after that, have a service personnel come in with their equipment and so on, right? Or we can, for example, get much more sophisticated where we can pinpoint exactly what's wrong uh, in a higher end model and basically say, hey, uh, these are the specific signatures of what we're seeing. Uh, this is the specific issue with the compressor that we believe is going to break down X days from now. Uh, so bring in the right people and the components for that, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't think we're sending software guys into the field exactly. right now for any product that has a microcontroller in it. We're swapping out a board if we suspect that it's level at that level. But like everything else, and you and I have talked about this a number of times, Rich, the, the chance of success is really tied to the data that you take ahead of time and how you analyze it and come up with the inference, right? So how, how good your classifiers are, how good your inference engine is. If those are good, at the worst, there's just another signature you didn't know about. That's not a yeah. software change, that's another data learning. You know, we are doing a webinar on this topic uh, on August 9th at 11 o'clock Eastern time where we're gonna dive much deeper into this. So um, for those of you out in the audience, you certainly want to check that out. And the information is below in, in the description. But um, what do you think, Dolan? I mean, there has to be a point where um, the, the cost has to be worth it because obviously you're adding cost into the system. Mm -hmm. So is, is your savings in the fact that you don't need to repair as often? Is it in the energy consumption? Is it both? Uh, this is a great question. So in fact, uh, the way we've come up with a solution that we've rolled out, uh, we call this reality check HVAC, is to actually minimize the impact to the bill of materials uh, when incorporating the smarts into the product uh, with the HVAC OEMs and such. So in other words, as part of the solution, that solution suite that we built up, we've already done here at Reality AI, we've already done in conjunction with a company called Optimized Thermal Systems, uh, a lot of the heavy lifting R&D to figure out what's the most cost-effective implementation to add the smarts into the product. In other words, uh, what's the best combination of sensor components uh, that gives me the most effective performance at the lowest cost of implementation? What's the minimal sensor component specs? Uh, how do I minimize the addition to the bomb uh, uh, as part of this R&D process in terms of figuring out what capabilities I can put in uh, at the minimal cost, you know, at the least uh, in the cost of implementation, right? So that's part of the process, R&D process that we've already gone through in when we are providing the solution to HVAC OEM. So what we're effectively giving them is a uh, reference design with pre-selected components where we we basically designed this so that the impact to the bill of materials is uh, say somewhere in the 20 to $30 range on top of their existing systems, uh, maybe even less, uh, depending on how they can configure their systems, right? So that's part of the thought process that we've gone through. Uh, and as we talk through that webinar, we'll actually show you how we went through that process of optimizing the bill of materials to incorporate these smarts into the product. I look forward to hear more about this on the webinar. And I assume somebody can just go to uh, renaissance.com to find more information. Yeah, absolutely. So if you go to renaissance.com, uh, go to the Reality AI webpage or landing page on renaissance.com you should see a link for reality check HVAC 
which is basically the solution suite that uh, we'll be walking through. So we'll be going through the entire process of that we went through to create the solution suite, including uh, the data collection plan, protocol, acquisition system, uh, the process to optimize the hardware bill. In other words, minimizing the bill of materials when incorporating the smarts. So the idea was to minimize the number of sensor components we would use. In many cases, we will use existing components that are already there in these HVAC systems and maybe just add one single component, sensor component on top at, at the worst case. Uh, right. And then the process we go through to productize something like this, taking it from the field, sorry, taking it from the lab, uh, creating a prototype and then going through a field validation process. In effect, creating a product that can, in the machine learning world, we call generalize uh, across all operating conditions. Very good. That was Nalan Balin. He is a business development manager with Renaissance. The guy who I didn't let talk nearly as much as he likes to is Vin D'Agostino, <laughs> and I am Rich Nass with Open Systems Media. You guys have a great day. You too, Rich. You too. Great chatting with you.